Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is the Material Podcast, episode number 218, or 218, as some would say, is the area code in northern Minnesota, including Brannard, which I'm assuming is how you pronounce that word. Yes. Co-host Andy. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I am your co-host Andy. And I, I was particularly excited because th- not, not only am I learning wonderful bits of geography every time that we have an area codeable episode here, but this is, as soon as I found out that Northern Minnesota, it's like, oh, tell me, tell me, tell me that we're going to be like dedicating this episode to Brainerd, Minnesota, because I am like the biggest fan of Fargo ever. Oh, I didn't even make that connection. Darn it. Um, so people, people at Brainerd, I know that like they didn't, I don't believe they actually filmed the movie in your city, but my love for the, whatever it was that was wonderful about your city that, uh, the filmmakers thought that chief Marge Gunderson would be the chief of police in a city like yours has, has given you a wonderful place in my heart. As a matter, as a matter of fact, I gave a talk at the university of North Dakota once and I actually had to do the math to figure out, here's how much it would cost to rent a car to drive to Brainerd <laughs> just to get a picture of myself next to the Brainerd sign and buy whatever T-shirt or cap that some cafe, I'm sure, is selling uh, to commemorate that this is <laughs> Brainerd where the wood chipper thing happened. So I was about to say, like, the thing is that movie and that series has a lot of driving in vast snowy <laughs> landscapes. And I just don't know if I feel comfortable you yeah. taking that trip alone. Uh, that's how people end up inside wood chippers. Yeah. Come to think <laughs> of it, the it opens with someone driving and then encountering a scene they shouldn't have seen and then becoming victim number two, I think. Yeah. So the TV show takes place in Minnesota. So Fargo TV show, uh, definitely worth a watch, Uh, different narrative every season, which makes it interesting. So also some interesting news. So last week, Andy, I know we talked about this and I feel bad for bringing it up because I wished that you were there. Yes, I, uh, I wish I saw the video, the pictures, and I wish I were there, too. I'm sorry. Those were unofficial pictures, by the way. If anybody's seen pictures sprouting around of uh, last week's Relay FM fifth anniversary show, um, those were all fan provided. So thank you to the crowd of 300 plus who came out to crowded San Francisco and uh, came into the small theater and watched us all uh, compete against one another, all the relay, various Relay FM hosts compete against one another in a rousing game of family feud. Uh, a lot of the questions were Apple skewed, which uh, honestly, Andy, could have really used you there because I had no, the only question that I would, like the questions that I was 100% on were two that dealt directly with Google, but even the second one, which was about Google's failed products, I blanked. And it's because it's a lot of pressure to come up with answers on the spot in front of an audience of people who are watching you. It's a lot. So I took on that emotional labor for both of us. Okay. So you can think of it that way. Uh, you know, no, no, I, I, I totally understand it. And I wonder if you have the same mental uh, advantage and affliction that I have when it comes to like even trivia night, like bar trivia, because 
like I have friends who go and they invite me along. But long ago, I realized that uh, for being a journalist since like 22, 23 means that my brain has been trained not to retrieve a piece of information super, super fast, but to find out the absolutely correct answer given 15 minutes to two days. And, and that my handicap is that uh, you could ask me, hey, Andy, what's the capital of North Dakota? And I know it's Bismarck, but before saying it in front of people, I will want to double check myself before I publish. So I am singularly useless in trivia contests. Mm, well, I wasn't completely I, I'm a very useless. Good, I'm a very good rules <laughs> monkey, though, I should say. I'm a very good rules monkey. It was, ah. I I ruined a, uh, at the Macworld Expo, there was a, like a Mac-based trivia, uh, like, some sort of contest in which the quiz master set like a physical challenge that involved like that uh, he thought that the winner of the, the, the puzzle that he had created for us on a, on a MacBook that we had to use to send him a happy birthday message would involve us figuring out that there's a very, very little known way to send an SMS message over chat through Wi-Fi. Whereas uh, I decided that as soon as, soon as like I, they, they started the gun, so you have five minutes, the first team to get it wins. I simply realizing that there, I had a microphone with me, opened the, opened the text editor, typed happy birthday and then with speech to text and held the microphone to the speaker. And because I had electronically sent him this message through the electronical means of the PA system, I had to sort of insist that I had won because, and he had to do that really horrible thing that no quiz master ever wants to do, which is to say, Mm. okay, technically yes, but that's not the answer I was looking for. So no. And I thought it would be more funny to simply pout than continue to go. Well, I so I ended up being victorious. My team won. Uh, it was me, Alex Cox, Quinn Rose, and David Sparks, all of whom are here on the Relay FM network. If you like, go check out their respective podcasts. Um, our team was called, I think it was called the part- Positive Chargers. I think we were also the Positive Sparks. We kept getting our name wrong. But it doesn't matter because we won and I got a cool little trophy, which I still have packed up. Uh, I need to put it up against my shelf of things. <laughs> I don't have any other awards up there. So it's really just the only thing. <laughs> no, I've ever no, won. me, me too. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I still have my two, like, I think the Apple Mac trivia, Mac world trophies, not, not like in a proud place of honor, but it's, it's there. Then if you asked about it, I will say, oh, well, that's not just a lovely glass sculpture of an apple. You see, I... Hey, that's kind of nice. It is kind of nice. It is pretty cool. Well, it wasn't like the, the, the these two trophies aren't like they went to Alibaba and ordered something out of the catalog. They actually like found, right. it was pretty cool. Right, right. Um, so it was it was great. Uh, it was two full days of of relay FM powwowing and hanging out. Um, (laughs) We are incredibly privileged to be a part of such an amazing network of folks and other hosts. Uh, Relay FM is truly, this is a great podcast network. Uh, And one of the, one of the reasons it's so great, not just because we're on it (laughs) as well as all these other great podcasts, but it's also great because we really band together for uh, one particular 
cause uh, when the time comes. And so September is, you're going to hear a lot from uh, neighboring shows and from our show, uh, an announcement about our fundraiser for the St. Jude's Children's Hospital. So September coincides with National Child Cancer Awareness Month. And so to bring awareness to this, we're doing a giant fundraiser, uh, which starts September 1st. So you will start hearing about that uh, every episode, just a little reminder. And if you would like to contribute now, you just can't wait. And we appreciate anything that you can help with. You can actually go straight to stjude.org slash material, uh, which is the name of this podcast. Uh, We made it easy for everyone out there. So no matter which podcast you tune into, you know what the URL is instantaneously. Just think of your favorite, the title of your favorite podcast, type it into your URL, a little bar there, and then you can head over to the link, see what we're doing, what we're working on. Um, It's going to be a great month. And that was one of the announcements that we made at the fifth anniversary show. So I wanted to extend it here to anybody who uh, didn't get a chance to hear it. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, and it's it's nice to have a, a charity like St. Jude's because they they not only have them are the, do they do important and really wonderful work. They've been doing it for long enough that there are people who are adults now that would not have been adults without mm-hmm. their getting help from St. Jude's a long time ago. So, mm-hmm. so slash material and we'll remind you again. Next, yes. so if if you need the reminder, uh, also we have coming up, like actually coming up the same time that this episode goes out. So you're gonna get uh, two do- two doses of Andy and Flow in one day. Uh, I would suggest that you kind of split it up. Give us, give us. Don't binge wa- listen to us. Not and not know. on an empty stomach. You won't have a full stomach, mm-hmm. to, or else mm-hmm. the time release nature of the podcast mm-hmm. uh, might eat a meal in between. Maybe work. exactly. Eat a snack before uh, this show and then eat a meal after this one to kind of help you prepare for the bonus episode, which is posting uh, in the members only feed. You have to become a member to listen to that episode. Uh, so if you'd like to become a member, you can also go to relay.fm slash material, sign up mm. uh, and get access to all of the bonus episodes from our other neighboring shows man this is a great network to be a part of i tell you absolutely it's like you feel (laughs) if if it's uh i have done podcasts alone by myself we go deep (laughs) well i would like to think that we treat each other better than family um yeah (laughs) that's a good point andy you're right as 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 part of the relay.fm network we treat each other like the friends that we turn to after we've been hurt by our by a family member perfect perfect that's a that's a perfect way to say it andy you're absolutely correct and and perhaps i've just come up with our our idea for our next (laughs) t-shirt we just have to get mike on board with this i I believe that that would sell a certain uh, a very very good number of relay.fm t-shirts i agree i agree um andy do you have any updates for us this week on you know i i mentioned last week if in the podcast feed finally to see if we could get some traction becoming gimpy gimpy bush influencers you know this is this is the generation of influencers and we don't want to just be influencers in the google beat we want to influence in every little branch that we possibly can because that's how you make it on the internet in 2019 yeah, and and more than that, uh, no no uh, no less a luminary than Oprah told us to not hide our lights under a bushel. Uh, 
And uh, we feel as though sometimes if we just focus on talking about Google, we are simply hiding our considerable light under a very, very ratty little bushel. So, uh, but act actually, uh, um, see, that, that seems too altruistic, as though we feel as though our goal in life is to uh, bring our own points of view towards all kinds of matters to, uh, we're, to we're our readers. We're not talking pseudoscience, well, well, though, or well, fake no, 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 doctors, well, not, so I, mean, then, I think we're okay. okay. <laughs> Oprah's not Gwyneth Paltrow. She, she's been, she, she, she is responsible for Dr. Phil, but she's no Gwyneth Paltrow, so let's not, let's not give her that. Um, but what, what, what I was getting at is that uh, it's starting to get a little bit irritating here. Now, oh. uh, long-time listeners, so if you've been listening for the past Three weeks, let's say. Thank uh, you. you know that when Google announced that you can now do Google searches on podcasts and it would search mm -hmm. for episodes of podcasts that are related to your search. And I d still don't know whether it's just based on the keywords and the descriptions that producers like you float manually add in when we publish a podcast or whether it's actually at some point looking at the audio content, converting the audio to text and figuring out that way. And so decided to do a 10 minute uh, uh, explanation of the uh, gimpy gimpy bush, uh, mm -hmm. also known as the suicide tree of Australia, whose leaves are so painful that if you just brush against it, the resulting pain has been compared to being shot with a bullet filled with acid. Uh, and so I thought that, well, since we've never talked about this before, and we're not going to put that in the show notes of that episode, mm -hmm. if suddenly we do, this we uh, this episode appears in a Google search for the Gimpy Gimpy Bush, we'll get it that way. And then we Is decided... Is that hmm? I just I just heard... I yeah, just heard that, was, that was... Hi, can I... I can't help you with that at the moment. Yeah, no, okay. no prep. <laughs> yeah, see, I thought airplane mode was going to be good enough. How about how about that? You get to you get to be shut down. Imagine if you were on an airplane and it did that. Oh my gosh, the looks you would get. Anyway, continue. Yeah. So uh, so so the, the idea being that we'll continue to do Google searches to see if this episode ever turns up. Last week we decided to introduce another variable after being frustrated mm -hmm. for the uh, subsequent two weeks where uh, Flo did actually put an update to the Gimpy Gimpy Bush experiment in the show notes to see if that would come out. So uh, right before the show, just as last week, uh, I once again did a couple of Google searches. Uh, our show does not turn up in an official Google search for the Gimpy Gimpy Bush. It's mostly the exact same uh, websites that we spoke about last time. Uh, and uh, a third-party podcast indexing site does surface that episode. Oh. Oh. Uh, or the, the episode in which you again put the word in the in the show notes, but not the official Google search for podcasts. Now, the thing that is sticking in my craw is that well, let's see what what happens if uh, what happens if we do a, a Google search for uh, podcasts about Google. What would you imagine the first six episodes that turn up would be? Who, who, what show do you think would, would actually get the first six hits? This Week in Google. Exactly. Oh. So it's, it's, it's not as though... I wasn't looking at the notes, by the way. <laughs> exactly. I did not put it in the... Well, it's, 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 so it just, it just seems weird that they're returning individual episodes. It returns six episodes. All mm -hmm. of them are different episodes of This Week in Google. And it doesn't say, hey, let's spread the love a little bit. It mm -hmm. acts as though there's only one podcast about Google, and it's the one that This Week in Tech does, uh, and it happens to be, you know, 
a, a podcast that you do as well. Now, mm. uh, that's that's all perfectly, about Android. That's per, okay, all about okay. This week in Google, sorry. Maybe it was well. It, it was definitely a Google podcast. It was definitely a, a, a Twit podcast. But that seems weird. That if you ask Google to please give us podcasts about Google, it will only choose one. Doesn't that seem it's weird? Ju- it's it's just too. I just feel like it's so reliant on that search term. I mean, bleh, obviously, that's like how the search engine works. Yeah. But I expected a little more sophistication from the Google search engine in that sense, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's what we're both thinking. Like, it's, uh, sure, maybe be a, like with Google. This is an Ask Jeeves, you know? Hmm. <laughs> I should maybe if I am I, now, unfortunately, dear listeners, uh, I am committed to making this like a regular like opening of every show feature to keep figuring trying to trammel the unplumbed depths of Google search algorithm for podcasts because it makes no sense as is and I feel as though the only way to uh, coalesce it into some sort of uh, fortress against the forces of chaos is to keep prodding this black box until it mm. makes some sort fortress of sense. Forces of chaos. That that is what a beautiful way to put that Andy. I just I liked that word pairing. I bet that URL is is already taken. That's you probably can't get that domain name. Yeah, it's 2019. A lot of domain names have been taken. Uh, <laughs> shall we jump into our first ad of the ep? Let us have an ad, of course. This episode is brought to you by Linode. With Linode, you can instantly deploy and manage an SSD server in the Linode cloud. And you can get a server running in just seconds with your choice of Linux distro, resources, and node location. Linode has hundreds of thousands of customers, and they're all looked after by their incredible 24-7 support team. If you ever run into any problems, just drop them an email, or give them a call, or just chat over IRC in the Linode community if that's easier. Whatever suits you best. Oh, And they have some super useful guides and support documentation. So if you just need to quickly look something up, you can. Their new management panel is now in beta at cloud.linode.com. This new management console is a single-page application build using the cutting-edge React.js stack and is backed entirely by our public API. And it's open source. Plus, they feature two-factor authentication to keep you and all your data safe and secure. And right now, Linode are hiring. If you want to learn more and check out what they're looking for, just go to linode.com careers. Linode has pricing options to suit everyone. Their plans start at one gigabyte of RAM for just $5 a month, and they offer high memory plans starting with 16 gigabytes of RAM. And Linode have a special offer for you. As a listener of this show, you can go to linode.com slash material and use promo code material2019 to get $20 towards any Linode plan. On the one gigabyte of RAM plan, that is four free months. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Give Linode a try today. That's linode.com slash material and promo code material2019 to learn more, sign up, and make the most of that $20 credit. Our thanks to Linode for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. 
So last week, as is the usual occurring during the middle of the week, Andy and I put out a podcast, and there's usually news (laughs) that follows after we've recorded, which is fine, because that gives us material, see what I did there, to talk about on the following week's material podcast. So this week, we're bringing up a very big piece of news that came out late last week, which was kind of a complete refresh of of Android's logo and trademarks. So we are talking about one of the biggest makeovers since 2014's Lollipop, which is when we were all initially introduced to material design. Remember, we were all just so excited to see this unification of UI and colors and buttons and other schematics. If if I may be so bold, I think this is even bigger than that. I think this is when Kentucky Fried Chicken became KFC and the old guy uh, depiction now had I was wearing an apron. Oh, yeah. I, I, I really think it is on that spectrum. Yeah, it is, but uh, I would say it's a lot more accessible. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah it's it's uh, like not everybody eats chicken. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean we're we're going to get into the details, but usually I'm I'm uh, whenever I hear about oh there's going to be a, some company or some product there's going to be a logo design or redesign or a packaging redesign, I always think good for you, good for you. Whichever consultant got managed to pull seven hundred thousand dollars out of Nabisco to tell them that they've got the wrong shade of blue on the Chips Ahoy package. Uh, as if that means anything. No, it doesn't. Uh, and But it turns out that everything that they did, there is an actual like nerd engineering sort of reason why they did it. So the cute Android bot has... Um, so Andy put in our show notes, beheaded, <laughs> which I think is a little... Intense. Uh, I don't uh, think it's it was accurate. Necessary. It's literal. It's like whereas he used to Very be this literal. cute little android that had a like a like a, 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 a cylindrical body is. of let's proportions, not, 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 not that dissimilar from to my own, and also had arms and legs. Now it's not as okay. You're you're right. He has not been beheaded. It's just that now it again has much, not been beheaded. They much have like not they didn't been beheaded. behead the colonel when they put his logo on KFC. It's just that sometimes they the the one part that they f- wish to to graphically focus on is now the head of uh, of the the familiar green bot android. So effectively, the green bot the the green bot head has become akin to what the Mickey Mouse ears are to the Disney branding. Uh, I find it to be, I mean, honestly, just as uh, ubiquitous or not ubiquitous, but the the word that says it's global, I guess, globally recognized. Um, right. I mean, think about it. You have two point five billion users in the world. That's that's a lot of people who. Under who know and recognize that branding. Uh, my favorite part is when you go to a new country or like to another country and you see those like family owned cell phone stores, because I still call them cell phones, <laughs> and they have little Android figures in the window or like they'll have the little head as part of the logo. And so it has become this universal standard of Android. Like this is where you can get this operating system service. This is what we uh, support. And I like that. I like that Google's leaning into that. Um, the little cute Android bot is also animated, so its ears, their ears move, their eyes move, their expressions change. Uh, they remain a cute and lovable part of the Android brand. Uh, and also the word Android will be shown with the big 
head so that it's just kind of, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of like any other corporation that has adopted this sort of logo. But, you know, just Android <laughs> with yeah. the bug bot. Here you go. Uh, so the name and Bugbot, uh, so Android and the head, beheaded head, can alternatively be rendered in any colors of the new official Android branding palette. So this includes six colors that are high contrast, and that's to make it easy to see for everybody out there, in addition to just plain old black and white. So it's always good to have those um, available. The name will no longer be in green because it was hard to see for some folks and on some operating system or some screens, I should say, especially for those who have visual impairments. It didn't pass the worldwide web consortiums, uh, which is a standard org. It didn't pass their web contact accessibility guidelines. And we're talking of course about W3C Google it. If you've never been there before, it's actually, it's a great resource for folks who work on the web or for other developers who just want to make sure that um, what they're working on falls in line with global standards. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it really, it really is worth looking at. Uh, like when I was, when we were talking about, oh, that, I don't know if it was us who were talking about, it. oh no, it wasn't. Uh, when, Rude. Uh, when, do, <laughs> when Domino's, uh, Domino's has appealed a decision up to the Supreme Court, or ho they hope that the Supreme Court will tell them that they don't, it's okay for them to have a, a phone app for ordering pizzas and tracking your delivery pizzas that uh, people with, uh, with vision impairments can't use and doesn't violate the, the Americans with oh, Disabilities right. Act. And one of the things they're saying, but look, you know how diff how much money it would cost us to rewrite our website in this right, app? I remember this. And at which point, uh, which is great if, like me, you have to like go on podcasts and go on the radio to talk about this because you can say, well, I can give Domino's the W3C's uh, uh, accessibility guidelines for, for web content. And it's actually really very simple. It's... If you and as capitalists, they're yeah. just being really like hurting their profits there because you're making people you're going to turn away people basically right. from buying your pizza. But but you're it's, way too saucy. Pizza. But but it's, but but it's yes. great that there's this independent council that if you have to if you if you're asking the question is our logo too hard for to read on the web the go to the W3C they will give you the mm -hmm. guidelines they'll, they'll even point you towards online tests and they will say yeah that shade of green really is going to make it difficult for people to read um, and I, I the, the blog post that we're all getting this information from uh, on Google has like this palette of six colors plus black and white and it really is designed like if if you are if if you uh, if you have no fashion sense whatsoever if you were to like print out this on a color printer and just make sure that all your pants and all your shirts and all of your accessories are one of these six colors plus black and white. They were designed so that you could use them in any combination and they will not clash with each other. And Capsule you'll wardrobe. I, I I would I will I would take up that challenge because I I believe that I could make almost any I could make black and gray seem as though they don't go together. Well, there's also a beautiful like red orange, which Andy, I think, you know, you would look great in a red orange. You should yes. you know, get something get get so bright yeah. and up in your life. Come on, Andy. <laughs> it well, it it you know, that's a good point because it it does give you an indi uh, some indication of how long they've been thinking about this because 
mm-hmm. you only belatedly do you realize that oh that where have I seen that red orange before oh that's one of the colors of the Google Home and where have I seen that sort of like muted blue oh that's the Google's <laughs> that's the the Pixel Slate tablet okay. So like, yeah, I guess they've been working point. on these colors for quite a while. It's also the blue, by the way, on the Android blog post, which we will link to in the show notes. Uh, when you hover over a link, you will see it go from the light blue to the dark blue. I just I love this just overall like congruency and the new green that they picked out. I actually like it a lot better than the old green. It just is much more yeah. modern because it's so long. I remember, I mean... <laughs> Okay, this is, I guess, teasing our bonus episode, which I think we're allowed to do. I think we're allowed (laughs) to tease it. But we talked about, um, a long time ago, Steve Jobs calling about the Google logo and how it didn't look quite right with the rest of the aesthetics of the icons on um, the iOS homepage. And so it's making me think, like, it's really nice to have this just, this modernized take. Um, It feels a lot more... It, it does. It feels a lot more polished. The thing is, I say this about every Android makeover, though, and I think it's just because when you get something used to something after a bit of time, it's kind of nice to spruce it up a little bit and give it a little life, you know? Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm, I would be not the first person, but maybe one of the first eight people to make fun of these design wonks who will like write eight an eighteen thousand word blog post about let's really have a discussion about the serifs in the new system font that Apple has added to iOS. Now, I know no one wants to talk about it because we're so shocked, but and I, and I that this is basically saying, oh, I didn't know what I was going to write today, but I'm going to be making fun of this person for thinking that this the difference in these two fonts is even detectable, let alone a reason to switch to like back to DOS because it's so <laughs> offensive. But then the, the thing is, when you talk to somebody who isn't doesn't have their head, let's say, up in the clouds. Uh, and they explain that well. Here's here's why we made these decisions, and here's why it's part. Here's the part of the entire thinking that we went through. And then you, I have to admit that, although I never thought the old Android logo had any problems whatsoever, or the old color green had any problems whatsoever, it's. I mean, I'm I'm like you. It's like you know that new logo really does look more polished. And, you know, I kind of do like that green more and I would never and if I had to do this job, I would never have figured out what was, quote, wrong and quote with the old logo. But, yeah, it is more readable and it's nicer. And the uh, the blog post has animations of uh, of the of the, the of Andy, the the Andy, the androids facial quote facial expressions, which is just like the eyes moving and the antenna sort of twitching. And it's like you know what that is kind of adorable i would kind of i would kind of like to see that when i'm setting up a new phone where like andy is like next to like is just a, in the header and he's just sort of like impatiently just sort of urgently like twitching me towards the field that i'm supposed to fill in but i haven't done yet so yeah it's it's nice to see that the, the, I, i've always thought that the weird one of the weirdest design differences between apple products and google products is that there's a lot more delight and there's a lot more visible joy in Google products, both in terms of they're willing to put bold colors out there to, hey, we've got a calendar app. What if we we see the word bicycle somewhere in this appointment? Let's have a really colorful little cartoon, a geometric cartoon of a bicycle behind there. Mm -hmm. Like 
That the is header. cool. That is nice. A really nice header, yeah. Whereas Apple is, that is a distracting element. We've done many, many focus tests of tracking eye movements that shows that reaction time to information is reduced by over 0.04%. I'm when sorry, there I'm is asleep. an unnecessary yeah, I'm sorry, I shouldn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm not making fun of German people uh because clearly that wasn't a German accent, it was horrible. I'm basically Werner Herzog is my sort of baseline definition of someone who is immune to the concept of fun. And I, I have Fair I have enough. shared I have shared a car ride with Werner Herzog, by the way. I was in a car, the backseat of a car with Werner Herzog for about 25 minutes to 40 minutes. And he's a he is a wonderful guy. But it really is the sort of thing where you feel as though you're you're very, very much aware of the heat death of the universe and how imminent it is and how the you how the world laughs at the idea that we think that it cares about our existence or not. Oh boy. So moving on to moving lighter on, topics. On. Uh this one might kind of bum some folks out, but but don't be too bummed out, and I'll tell you why at the end. Stay tuned. <laughs> so Android major releases will no longer be named after Tasty Snacks, which I feel for the longtime fans, that is probably going to sound like a big bummer because we all had fun with the candy and dessert names. Mm. But the thing is, is when you think about- Excuses to buy about, Oreos and excuses to buy cupcakes and ice cream sandwiches. Exactly. And Eclairs. Uh, but the thing is, is that some of those desserts were not really globally recognized. Like the word pie, uh, this is just my example that I made up, but the word pie is not used in the Romanian language. Uh, we call pie something completely different. And so having it be Android pie isn't very, I mean, it's not helping to give any indication of what version it is that you really are on, especially when you also consider that for the languages that do use uh, the alphabet that we have, I completely forgot what that's called. Um, clearly, I forgot my linguistics. Roman alphabet. Uh, wh- what is it? Roman alphabet. Yeah, thank you. The ro- <laughs> Yes, that's what I was thinking of. Wow. Thank you, Andy. See, this is why it's good to have both of us here. <laughs> Uh, we help, we help each other, one another, when one of us it's, has a brain it's, fart. It's sort of a mutual, <laughs> it's a sort of a mutual guarantee that we usually record in the middle of the afternoon. We've probably each done about four to six hours worth of work before that. It's important to make sure that there is at least a sum total of one brain participating in the podcast. And 100%. Exactly. Sometimes, so, it, sometimes it's close to two even, but we know that the minimum we guarantee <laughs> all of you, sometimes. whether you're a member or not, that you will get at least one whatever 3.4 pounds a brain is at least that 3.4 pounds of gray matter uh, at least uh so yeah it didn't really make sense to keep the alphabetical naming convention because that alphabet only applies to the english language uh yeah. in most cases and i think the blog post mentioned that uh, yeah. One of the problems with lollipop is that, oh, well, there are a lot of languages in which don't have they, L. They, they don't have the letter L, and so they don't know what it is. So, yeah. Exactly. So now Android releases will be stamped with version numbers. So the next release will officially be Android 10. And this was kind of the, the major big announcement that happened last week, in addition to the brand redesign. Um, the name 
does show kind of this idea of a new unified branding. Uh, the zero on the logo is the same curve as the droid's head. And if you go to the blog post, which again will be in our show notes, that shows you uh, the rebranding, how they chose the colors, how they uh, how they manipulated the font, you will see that there's just like this really beautiful symmetry to all of the Android assets. That yeah. is just, it's really quite pleasing in a in a kind of an ASMR kind of way. Like, you know, when you watch videos of them, like, chopping sand in perfect bits, like, it gives me that same feeling when I watch, like, the curvatures and to see how balanced the Android head is against, like, the 10 and against the Android font logo. It's just, it's... See, I, I, I don't I don't consider that to be design wonkery. I think that's really, really cool when I take a certain logo for granted and then somebody who is like a design professor breaks it down and says, here is like the curve that is that that it took them three months to decide on this curve. And then that informs every single structure. There's a reason why every single sign in this system feels organic and feels familiar. And that's because we are, it's all, they're all based on the same four compound curves, no matter how complex mm-hmm. the shape is. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, that, that dude's brain is way better than mine. Cause I would have just written letters that kind of look like garbage. <laughs> Every week. Uh, Or we talk a lot. That's another thing we also do. (laughs) So the nice kind of thing to know about this is that if you are like a really big Android fan, you'll still get some fan service in the sense that candy names are still being used internally. Now, uh, I confirmed this last night all about Android. We had uh, VP of Engineering Dave Burke and uh, we had Dan Sandler on the show and we got to talk to them just about like the new changes that are coming to Android 10. Uh, I also learned when other little fun tidbit, which is that if you look at the 10 as it's currently designed, it looks like a deconstructed Q. So if you look at the original Android Q logo and then kind of flip like the tail of the Q, like it like it did a, a 180 out of the O uh, yeah. and just kind of like landed and it's, a, you know, kind of did a Simone Biles kind of move, <laughs> like perfectly, you know, perfect landing too, then it would look like a perfectly symmetrical 10. And I, again, I incredibly ASMR pleased by the new Android branding. It's, uh, it really does like, it, it touches some points in my human psyche. Yes. <laughs> this is very, it's very psychological. Now, I, 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 before we leave this topic, I, I don't want to be cynical, but I, isn't Uh-oh. it kind of convenient that there, they didn't feel as though there were any problems with the logo, and they didn't feel as though there's any problems with calling these major releases after after snacks, until we got to Android Q, and nobody could come up with a snack that starts with the letter Q. Quisp, Quisp cereal. That's the only. No, no, thing. They they came up with something, which Ooh. you will find out if you watch last night's episode of All About Android. Sorry, Andy. <laughs> Listen, this is how I make my money. Okay. Cross promotion. Cross <laughs> promotion. Merchandising. Merchandising. Uh, if I recall correctly, it was Queen Queen's pie or Queen's pastry or Queen no Queen's cake Queen's cake. Is mm. what Dave Burke said, which I had to look a stomach up. Stomach lining involved in that in that cake. Mm, no, that's no, no, that's no. a euphemism. This is, it, it, this is actually something you'd probably see in like the Great British Bake Off, yeah, that show that everybody loves. Also has ASMR properties. <laughs> I hear, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I 
I had never heard of it before, but I think that was the whole point was that not everybody is going to have heard of Queen's Cake to really be able to like also have some sort of. Yeah, we should we should point out that in many parts of the former British Empire, the idea of a British royalty still really stings so that would probably be a problem yeah listen that was in the back of my mind i appreciate you bringing it up because i definitely <laughs> was gonna say like there's just you know Again. yeah queen's cake can break up a lot of emotions for uh some regions which i can completely understand uh but yeah so there you have it you have all those new android things so I, that's exciting i'm excited it's not as it's not as big and like spirit handsy as Lollipop was with material, but I kind of like that. And I think the subtle changes, people will just notice it over time and it's just going to be this nice, you know, thing. <laughs> well, you, you, you did you did say something that really got me even more interested in uh, in the future of Android because – uh, I kind I kind of now would really like to have like a uh, an Android hat kind of like based on the Mickey Mouse ears, and I, I would agree. like I would like meaning it's like it's sort of like a beanie like cap, mm-hmm. and what I want is I want the two antennae to be like have like a plastic base in it and be made out of wire so I can basically adjust them and make it look yeah. whatever experience, and I want the two eyes to be like Velcro so that I could also customize it to fit my mood, and I would probably be known as the weird guy in my town who wears that weirdly absurd green beanie with the antennae all the time. I'm sorry, but if you can wear Mickey Mouse ears anywhere besides Disneyland, you can wear Android ears. And I do agree that they should do an Android ears program. And I, But I feel like they should model it specifically after the Mickey Mouse ears and have it be like the green velvet, the new green that they picked out. And, uh, <laughs> and then I like your idea of the eyes, but I have a feeling that's something that they should charge extra for because it's definitely a Mr. Potato Head kind of situation. And I could see like, oh, or get the one with Velcro and buy like the pack of eyes. <laughs> you can choose your eyes. But I like the idea of choosing eyes with like long lashes yeah. or you could just like get eyes sewed on like you would get your name sewed on Disneyland. See, this is look at this merchandising. Come on, Google. I'm telling you, I would give you money for this. OK, people drop money. Fans drop money at Disney. Think about the fans in the Android world. Well, th- think of, think about Elizabeth Warren, that if she decides to break you guys up like she wants to, you're going to need to have a plan B. Okay? I mean, you, you've had a good run with this advertising business, but, you know, just like we, we try to get you to take that part-time <laughs> job at your cousin's lumber, lumber yard, because you never know when that's going to, you know, the rug's going to be pulled out from under you. you got to plan for the future, Google. Okay. Also, I would just love a cap, but yes. yes. So one other little bit of news before uh, we head on to our next break, which is very exciting for those of us out there with uh, Pixel phones, is that Phone Arena is saying that Android 10 will be released on Tuesday, September 3rd, and they have a very valid source. You might be wondering, <laughs> where the heck did they get this information? Yeah, they just went to Google support and said, hey, Googs, um, do you know when we're going to get this new version of Android? Because, like, we've been waiting for a while and we're getting a little impatient. And, you know, there's, like, a lot of stuff has been going on. Like, the Amazon's been burning down. And, like, we could really (laughs) use a bit of good, just something to look forward to, please. And Google support said, I have something for you to look forward to. September 3rd. That's a Tuesday. (laughs) You can expect to see Android 10. Yeah. 
look look on your phone and it looks like it will run on the Pixel 1. Uh, I'm assuming that also means the Pixel 2 will be included in that crowd and of course the Pixel 3. So I will be uh, up refreshing my phone for the software update, hoping to get it. Um, I just am, I'm really looking forward to seeing what has been finalized in this first official build, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, because I, you know, you see all this stuff at Google I.O., you you read all of these news headlines, and then you kind of pay attention to what's going on in your feeds, and you're like, oh, that sounds really exciting. But sometimes we don't always get everything on that first day out the door. And there's a right. good reason for that. It's because uh, Google developers are very iterative on their work, which is how good software is made. You cannot just do everything from one full swoop. And with how fast the world moves, you kind of, you know, you want people to to use what you're putting out there and kind of give you feedback on it. So I am looking forward. I am very much looking forward to this. It, it, it's, it's like, it's like Christmas. I don't want to say it's like Christmas. Well, What's uh, more fun than Christmas? Halloween. It's like Halloween. Yeah. Because Halloween, you have can't you collect candy door to door, and then you can dole out that candy to yourself every day for lunch, at least into the Christmas season before you're kind of like a little dubious about eating this candy. Uh, and that's how it feels with new versions of Android. You know, you just you keep getting little bits of candy yeah. coming at you throughout the weeks to follow. Well, uh, there's th that's a very very muscular analogy. Uh, allow me to. <laughs> to jump on board with that yeah it's uh although i would put it that it's uh, the the first day release of the os is going to be like that big bag of candy that you uh, that you wind up coming home with realize that some are going to be most are going to be like sort of the fun size snickers which are good but not life-changing you'll have Tootsie that one rolls. Yeah. Sorry. Well, well, oh no, I, I like the Tootsie Rolls. That's it's a, that's a fine. Product. I know, but it's like how many Tootsie Rolls, and then they put the fruit ones in there too. Okay, mm. sorry. Go well, ahead. Andy. Is, and then then you'll have that like one or two super super cool households. Probably the one that one that doesn't have kids that will be yes. giving out the full sized bars. And may may I say that I was the house that gave out full sized bars. Good for you. Each and every year. Because I've I'm I'm not necessarily a man of means, but once a year I can afford to buy two boxes of full-size Snickers bars. Certainly. And, exactly. Uh, and so so there'll be some features that you're going to absolutely love. There are also going to be some features that are going to be the box of raisins that was past the sell-by date. So perhaps for that reason, even if you do have a Pixel phone, which is, of course, the only group of, people, of uh, Android users that are going to be able to download it in the first wave of releases starting September 3rd, if I'm just saying that if you, in the first week of September had a trip or something where you absolutely needed to count on having a working phone, you might want to wait a week for that. If you're going to be home and you don't have anything that would, you're not going to be in a position where if I, my ability to get home from an airport involves me having a working phone and a copy of an Uber app or a Lyft app that works, again, perhaps you might want to wait for a little while. Let the idiots like myself and... Uh, other commentators, I'm not. I would not presume to say that Flow is similarly idiotic to me, but there are going to be idiots who are going to install it first thing, and they're the ones that are going to be saying, "Suddenly, I can't text anybody that has a seven in their phone number." I mean, I've been on the beta, so I, I've been living with some things yeah. that aren't completely finished. But you know what? 
that just proves my fealty to Android. And the thing is, I just, I love this platform. I'm willing to be with it through thick and thin. I think there's a lot of people who feel <laughs> that way out there. Uh, now, if you have any other phone besides the Google Pixel phones, I don't know what to tell you. That's on you. You have to wait. <laughs> I don't know when OnePlus is going to send you your new update. I don't know. I don't know when Samsung's going to send you your new update. Apparently, it's out there, but I don't know. I can't help you with that. Uh, but Two weeks you ago, you thought we're a real big shot sitting next to me on the plane using your stylus, your fancy schmancy air stylus with your air gestures. Well, maybe I have a pathetic Pixel 1, but who's going to be laughing when I got dark mode without having to do the trivial steps that would be necessary to get the equivalent of dark mode? Anyway, but what I'm saying is that you shouldn't have been lording all over me with your with your there's a little stylus there. Seriously. We're all we're all a family. I mean, we're all from the same family tree. We're cousins. Exactly. You know? We're cousins that really like each other. So back to that family analogy from earlier. Cause you know. <laughs> anyway, how about we let's go into our next break before I take this Sounds metaphor like way too far and it goes nowhere. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by our brilliant friends over at Pingdom. Pingdom are brilliant because they help keep your sites and the sites you love online. Pingdom monitor your site so you don't have to and give you real-time feedback so you know exactly what's going on at all times. The internet is awesome, but stuff does break all the time. Pingdom detects around 13 million outages every month. That is more than 400,000 outages every day. It doesn't matter if you're a startup or a Fortune 500 company. You need alerts about any critical website issues. They'll let you customize how you are alerted, depending on the severity of an outage. Plus, they'll track and analyze your website's load time so you can see what's affecting the user experience. If you have a site of any size, you need Pingdom. And Pingdom have a no-fuss approach to getting started. All they need is the URL you want to monitor, and they'll take care of the rest. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. Then, when you sign up, use the material code, <laughs> sorry about that, use the offer code material at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show and RelayFM. All right. So another little piece of news that came out late last week, last Friday, actually. Uh, I love when this stuff happens like towards the end of the day and you're like, well, <laughs> guess we'll talk about this on Monday because let's be real, guys. Friday. Come on. Right. So uh, Google released a new set of community guidelines for its employees to follow when using internal community lists and boards. Now, this isn't entirely unorthodox. Like this is a thing that happens at companies. Um, you'll recall it was kind of a thing when the New York Times, for instance, uh, put out, they had a social media policy for its reporters and writers. And so maybe that's why you don't really hear so much from NYT folks on Twitter and social media uh, besides kind of you know, shown off links to their work. Yeah. And this is kind of along the same lines, except this is to be practiced mostly internally. Yeah, uh, and also which, it's yeah. like we were talking last week about how uh, app, Google 
initially prided itself on the corporate culture of, hey, we're going to have town hall meetings every Friday with the CEO and anybody can, whatever you want to say something, just go ahead and say it and let's have this open communication. And this is their, this, this, this set of community guidelines is their realization that a lot of this open communication was getting in the way of us shipping a, a, a phone operating system and shipping a working tablet. And perhaps we would get a lot more work done if we weren't arguing quite so much with each other on matters that have nothing to do with Google products or services. This is something that we've talked about weeks prior, which is that, you know, when stuff like this is happening at work, it's hard to get people to focus on the task right. at hand. And I can completely relate to that because I'll tell you that when I've gone on Twitter rants or I'm just like paying attention to drama that's happening online outside of the task I'm supposed to be focusing on, there have been times when I've had bosses come to me and be like, can you just not <laughs> like we really need you to, you know, do some work that we're paying you to do, which look, that's having a job. OK, I get it. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's totally fair. All right. So uh, Google put out a blog post about this. It's completely transparent in the sense that anybody can go to the link and read. This will be obviously in the show notes for you to peruse either while you're listening to us or after you listen to our episode. Uh, the first paragraph of the blog post ends, the following guidelines are official policy and apply when you're communicating in the workplace. So I'm assuming this refers to uh, Slack rooms. Um, yeah. Or maybe they use Hangout Rooms. I'm assuming this refers to when you're on campus. Uh, I I don't know if this refers to Google I.O. Uh, Google Groups, whatever, yeah. But Google Groups, certainly. So here's some of – here's a little summary of uh, what that blog post says. So here are some key things to remember as you communicate. Be responsible. What you say and do matters. You're responsible for your words and actions, and you'll be held accountable for them. Be helpful. Your voice is your contribution. Make it productive. Be thoughtful. Your statements can be attributed to Google regardless of your intent. And you should be thoughtful about making statements that could cause others to make incorrect assumptions. For instance, people might think that Google describes the belief that women just aren't as smart as men. <laughs> Google doesn't want that. <laughs> Hell, I don't want that. So uh, to, to 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 be fair, <laughs> Google is uh, is guilty of many things, but they are very. They've never made the statement that women can't handle floating point arithmetic. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, for God's sake, there's so many amazing women who are at Google and doing a lot of uh, wonderful work behind the scenes. Don't get credit that's due. And anyway, that's not here. Or there. That's editor's notes for anybody who is thinking of this as like text. So all that we just said was bolded editor's notes, okay? Uh, <laughs> Andy, you <laughs> pointed out some highlights, and I I would love it if you can yeah, just kind of go through like what you found to be particularly um, noteworthy in this blog post. Yeah, there was there was some. Uh, this was obviously corporate communications vetted and passed, but it was not hard for anybody who's been following Google over the past couple of years, particularly to understand the sentiment behind each one of these like rules that they're lying out. So these, these are my own summaries without having to like read the entire sections. Like they want, they want you to know that, okay, look, we hired you to do a job and that job is not 
to get into long arguments on company time that have nothing uh-huh. to do with building stuff for Google. Uh-huh. And they, that, that's how you translate while sharing information and ideas with colleagues help build community, disrupting the workday to have a raging debate over politics or the latest news story does not. Our primary responsibility is to do the work we've each been hired to do, not to spend working time on debates about We're non-work We're paying you times. to do a job. Yeah, exactly. We're not paying you to play. It's true. It's like, <laughs> and the, 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 the next thing I summarized was, look. We can't believe we have to say this again, but don't attack other people or groups of people using on the Google campus using Google communication stuff and basically saying that, look, don't 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 troll name call or engage in ad hominem attacks about anyone, whether it's insulting people, demeaning people, demeaning individuals, reference to groups, other employees, the extended workforce. I think they mean the contractors here, business partners, public figures, anything that are, uh, that violate our standards of content or uh, conduct or policies against harassment and bullies. Now, this this is the thing that I think that. Uh, was was most was pretty significant, which I again my translation is look when you're as a Google, when you're a Google employee if you're gonna talk trash on Reddit that's kind of fine because you're just an idiot talking trash on Reddit but when you're trash talk inside Google using our internal communications. Well, if it's uh, suitably spicy content, someone's probably going to copy and paste that and forward it to someone outside of Google. Then what happens? I'll tell you what happens. It sounds like that's Google officially talking trash. So could you please see your way clear to not spend your workday setting fires that RPR people will then have to put out? <laughs> Editor's note that was italicized, yes. italicized, <laughs> exactly. uh, Andy. Uh, yeah, so the, and the, <laughs> the actual text says, look, if, even when you're even when you're just talking internally, like speak with like if you're going to say that something is true, speak with good information so that essentially comes down to act as though someone is going to forward this to one of the co-hosts of the material podcast, the the podcast that's so powerful and influential that we don't even need to promote it by making mm-hmm. it come no. up with search results. Mm-hmm. Basically saying that don't assume you have the full story and take care not to make false or misleading statements about Google's products or business that can undermine trust in our products and the work that we do. I think that that has to come down to all the conservatives inside Google that have said, oh, it's, you know, I'm, I'm sick and tired of the anti-conservative bias of Google, and I'm sick and tired of uh, Dennis Prager's Ten Commandments being struck out of that. When that hits the outside, then there are not conservatives, but the nut contingent of conservatives, just as there is a nut contingent of every group that will say, you see, that's, uh, that we've got, a, we've got a, a whistleblower inside Google letting us know that they're actually – no, no, this is just, again, some idiot that if he'd been posting this on Reddit would have basically – gone without a trace no one would care about it but because somebody can on the outside can convince themselves that no 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 this is a whistleblower inside now th- this is this is the one that was really really the most surprising to me and so i had to i summarized this in capital letters like which is why i people- let andy read this part by the exactly. way sorry andy go ahead and you people should be embarrassed that we feel an actual need to put don't disclose trade secrets to the outside in this document. But, well, here we are, aren't we? 
So do not access, <laughs> disclose, or disseminate need-to-know or confidential information in violation of our data security policy. That that is that would be if I were an employee reading this. Just just like when you when you go into like the company the the office break room and you see like a sign saying new rule don't dry I don't care how how wet you got walking to to work today don't dry your socks in the microwave because you know that that means that the fact that they there is now like an official rule about this meant that at some point I was working with somebody stupid enough to do that. I kind of love don't dry your socks in the microwave because it's totally something. Yeah, I mean, I would Listen. see. Th- have you? I mean, as an I know, I know we should start wrapping up, but just have like when you have you ever once in my life, long time ago at a restaurant that will not be named. It was like a pizza restaurant in Somerville, and I saw someone changing their baby's diaper on one of like the the tables. No, and I had, to, and it was like. I, it took me a while before I had a word with this gentleman because I was like, I can't possibly be seeing that. That's because nobody would be that stupid to change a diaper on a table where someone's going to be eating food. But sure enough. So again, I can't believe we have to mention this, but we do have to mention this. <sighs> well, 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 well. Yes. So according to the New York Times, Google's also uh, hiring some outside help to help with some of its uh, internal forums, just kind of like uh, finishing up on the topic that we're chatting about. So Google said that Friday it was hiring a team dedicated to moderating an employee discussions on internal forums. When an employee breaks the company's policies for workplace discourse, the team may remind those employees about the rules. The team can also take other actions as appropriate in response to significant or repeated policy violations. Cool. <laughs> listen i get this it's because it is i i I get it i understand it you have to put this in place it's a lot of work to try and wrangle like what people are saying outside the lines and this just kind of says that you know when you're on company time keep your keep your dumb ideas internal again editor's note (laughs) i I would would love to see an earlier draft of this policy i bet that there was like the the lead paragraph wasn't like what we were talking about but it was we're not angry with you employees we're angry with ourselves we we feel as though we put too much responsibility in your hands that we expected you to act like reasonable rational and responsible adults and we just assumed that you could handle the responsibility. Clearly, you you didn't. And the fact that you can't handle the responsibility means that it's our fault. You're still too short, too too not long enough in your development. As I mean, heck, some you're you're only in your mid twenties, mid thirties, mid forties. You can't be expected to understand that you can't take an entire set of company memos and just share it with your aunt. Now. You know, Please so don't. just, you know, check we're check this list. <laughs> check <laughs> it twice. Maybe maybe the next time that you want to claim that biologically women are not developed to do engineering, you'll say, well, what do you know? There's right there in black and white. I'm not supposed to send out stuff like that. Well, glad I ca- glad I kept this laminated card in my wallet at all times. And if you don't like it, find another job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <It's- laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay, so we uh, we like to end this podcast on um, an uptick, 
every good week. News. Good news coming out of Google's camp. And so this is good news for folks out there who use Google Maps meticulously to route their way around the world. Um, Andy and I are both major users of this particular uh, feature. And now I guess we have even more options when it comes to. So Google yeah. Maps will now let users combine transit de- uh, directions with biking and ride sharing, which is kind of, you know, some of us, sometimes we're we're taking a lift the last, uh, you know, 10 miles or so yeah, we, of, um, well, you know, because we're going we, to the suburbs and we, don't, we can we only don't take have, a lift. We don't have to be modest about this. This new feature, which drops today, uh, is exactly what we have you and I have been discussing for a long time yes. about this that yes. that uh, the frustration that uh, my uh, commuter rail station is only a few miles away from my house mm-hmm. it's a very mm-hmm. very pleasant short bike ride but I can't just simply ask the phone hey when's the next I want to get to uh, Boston when's the next train because it will say well take this bus that's half a mile away and take a very much more like it would be wouldn't it be great if you could tell her that by the way I'm you know I'm not made out of marzipan here I know that you're you see my health my health and fitness data and you're making assumptions that I can't ride a bike for three miles and maybe you see my financial information and you think that I can't like get an uber uh, for a few miles but if you were to factor those things in uh, and that would be really really uh, and so uh, this started being like most Google updates. Uh, it will be coming out in dribs and drabs. Uh, uh, I found it on my phone today. There's an update to Google Maps waiting for me today. Updated and now, now when I do a, when I ask Google Maps to uh, give me directions to Boston from my house, it will get. It actually just mixes in ride sharing and uh, ride sharing into the mix of. Uh, ways to get there and we'll even like factor in here's how much time it's going to take you to get from here to there uh, uh and so it's just one of the options um the it looks as though only the ios version of google maps also has the biking option hmm. built into it um because my copy on uh, on android on my pixel phone was not giving me bike uh directions so i suppose that that will be coming shortly it can't be like a very very long delay maybe they maybe they just figure that android people are their time is way too valuable to spend on a bicycle every day they're making money they're 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 tilting industry they're uh striding their industry like a colossus much as you and i do as evidenced by the fact that we talked about this and google f- was shamed uh, into creating this feature that you know, you know, Apple hippies, iOS hippies, they can afford to spend 15 minutes, you know, looking at a bike. But we are too. We need to be in the backseat of the car, working, working, working. So, or that's what I'm going to go for. Or they know that I just uh, am a hermit and hardly leave the house. So that's also <laughs> a possibility. And when I do. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you everyone for joining us for this week's show. Our this pre-labor day show podcast. Yeah, it was. It is pre-labor day. Uh, this weekend, I am is my nine hundred two and zero weekend. I'm very excited. I know I've been talking about it in different circles, um, so that's kind of all that's on my mind. But if you're curious about anything that I've been working on, uh, there is a lovely overview of some of the work that I've been posting up on my website at florenceion.com if you'd like to take a quick peek over there. Uh, and also, I would like to point, sorry, Andy, I'm using this to shell my other product, <laughs> but 
I want to point everyone to last night's All About Android episode. Um, I believe it's uh, episode 435. And we got to, again, talk to Dave Burke and Dan Sandler about Android 10, the new redesign, the new uh, colors. And it's just, you know, I feel really... I feel really privileged to be able to have conversations with Google folks about this stuff because as a fan, as a major fan, I mean, the only thing I love more than Android, excuse me, or the same amount as Android is 90210. So clearly <laughs> this is just how I find my intersection. <laughs> yes. But, you know, it's we we do this podcast every week because we love what Google puts out and um I'm excited for Android 10. It's this is always an exciting time of year. You know, kids yep. are going back to school, like the pool is a little emptier for the next couple of weeks cuz all the kids are in <laughs> school during the day and you know, we get a new version of Android and pretty soon we'll get a new phone. <laughs> so, it's pretty exciting. Um hey, just another mention that if you want to listen to that bonus episode that you can only get as a member, you could do that at relay.fm slash material. Find out how to sign up. Support me and Andy. We really appreciate it. We love everyone out there for supporting us repeatedly. Uh, yes, it means absolutely. the world to us. Andy, do you have anything fun going on? Um, are you doing NPR this week? I I call it NPR. I know yeah. it's Boston nope. Public Radio. No, no, no. It is uh, NPR, WGBH, the, the Boston's local mm -hmm. public radio, Boston's local NPR. Uh, normally, I'm on every Friday, uh, usually broadcasting from the Boston Public Library. We are in repeats this week so that we can have enough time to actually make it across the, the Cape Cod Canal to uh, to our, our long weekend plans. Mm -hmm. uh, but I will definitely be back. I'm going to be back uh, next Friday at 1 o'clock uh, at the Boston Public Library. So uh, our, it's a really beautiful studio that's adjacent to a lovely little coffee shop. And so you can have a have a cookie, get a cup of coffee, and watch me gesture with my hands, even though that I know that I'm on the radio and not on, on video anywhere. Uh, and in the meantime, you can check me. Uh, in the meantime, you can go to wgbhnews.org. Uh, you can stream previous uh, previous shows. Just do a search for my name, and you will find uh, all those episodes there. And if you spell my last name, you can uh, visit my Twitter feed. I'm at Anatko. My Instagram feed at Anatko. I'm posting my pictures from the uh, Boston Comic Con last weekend, so all my cosplay pictures are slowly heading up on Instagram. So check that. I out. saw so, Captain America this morning. She looked freaking awesome. Captain, the Captain hair. Marvel. Captain Marvel. Excuse me, Captain mistake Marvel. <laughs> oh man, all the Marvel fans are going to be like, Hello. she really, she really, sorry, was, and that really was a wonderful costume. So yes. hopefully you'll enjoy taking a look at those as much as I enjoyed making them. But that's pretty much it. And my blog is at anatko.com. Um, I finally figured I've, I'm uh, my my long weekend plans are to download this WordPress plugin that oh, will God. give you sort of like WYSIWYG editing of CSS. And then it will actually, the end result is it will actually create a CSS file for you that reflects all your changes instead of having to have a plugin that does all these changes. So I'm going to be ruining my website at anatco.com with this tool that I don't know how to use. And I'm just by blind faith thinking that this is the only way that I will ever be able to have control over whether the headings, the, the article titles on my blog are in all uppercase or in mixed case because I I. I uh, I am helpless. Just just like you have to hit rock bottom and <sighs> say that you are uh, you are powerless in the face of alcoholism. I'm not an alcoholic, but I have 
have to admit that I'm powerless in the face of cascading style sheets, and I have to re- I have to rely on a higher, higher power in the form of a thirty dollars plugin. I was just gonna say I'm gonna be praying for you this weekend, Andy. Because thank you. I can't your, do, your, I, your your thoughts and prayers are very very much appreciated. CSS has made me cry so much, uh, <laughs> so much. I just asked my husband how many times he's had to hold me because I've been so broken <laughs> over cascading style sheets. Anyway, um, everyone, thank you for tuning in this week. Thank you for everyone out there who is a member, even those who are not and are maybe just thinking about it. You know what? We love you, and always feel like you can send us a message on Twitter. Uh, if you'd love to get in contact with us, I'm at the Oh That Flow. As Andy said, he's at Anatco. Or you can hit us up both at Material Podcast. In the meantime, we hope everybody has a lovely next seven days. And for those in the U.S., a lovely four-day weekend. Three-day weekend. Hopefully some of you have four-day weekends. <laughs> <laughs>